This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Montana's Attorney General has filed another lawsuit asking the state Supreme Court to reverse its 1999 opinion that found that the state constitution's right to privacy guarantees a woman's access to an abortion. Attorney General Austin Knudsen's brief, filed Wednesday, also asked the justices to vacate a preliminary injunction that prevented new abortion laws from taking effect. He argues the abortion laws passed by the 2021 Montana legislature, quote, unquestionably enhance the health and safety of Montana women, end quote, and represent basic regulations on the practice of medicine. Medical experts say the new laws make pregnancy more dangerous. A 2011 study by the Center for Reproductive Rights and the IBIS Reproductive Health found that states with more abortion restrictions have higher rates of maternal death, higher rates of uninsured pregnant women, higher rates of infant and child deaths, higher rates of teens with substance abuse and excessive alcohol use, and lower rates of cancer screening. The laws being challenged would ban abortions after 20 weeks of pregnancy, restrict access to abortion pills, and require abortion providers to ask patients if they would like to view an ultrasound or hear the fetal heartbeat. District Court Judge Michael Moses in Billings granted the injunction in October in a case filed by Planned Parenthood, finding that women seeking abortions would be, quote, irreparably harmed through the loss of their constitutional rights if the laws were to take effect while the legal challenges were ongoing. Planned Parenthood argued the law violates Montana's constitutional right to privacy, which says protects abortion access before the fetus is viable, generally at 24 weeks. The state's brief argues that the Supreme Court's 1999 Armstrong ruling, quote, invented from whole cloth a state constitutional right to elective abortion, even though the framers of the Montana Constitution were perfectly clear that decisions about abortion policy. In Armstrong versus the state of Montana in 1999, the Montana Supreme Court held that Section 10 of Article 2 of the Montana Constitution provided women with a right to procreative autonomy, including an abortion before fetal viability. Section 10 read, The right of the individual privacy is essential to the well-being of a free society and shall not be infringed without the showing of a compelling state interest. That provision was included as part of the 1972 Montana Constitution. Quote, Attorney General's Knudsen's request is nothing more than a meritless political stunt and an attack on the people of Montana who have the right to make decisions about their own health care without political influence. That's according to Martha Fuller, the president and CEO of Planned Parenthood. The informed consent law requires a person performing an abortion to give the woman an opportunity to view an ultrasound and listen to the fetus heartbeat. It does not mandate that patients view or listen, but requires them to sign an acknowledgement 
that they were given the opportunity. A third law requires the informed consent to take place 24 hours before a woman is administered drugs to cause an abortion. It also requires that drugs be dispensed by a person so that a medical provider can watch for complications and a follow-up visit be scheduled. Planned Parenthood argued the new laws would have a disproportionate impact on people in rural areas, low-income families, and Native Americans. Former Montana Governor Steve Bullock is one of four board members of a new nonprofit foundation created to help leverage public and private funds to conserve, protect, and restore land managed by the Bureau of Land Management. The other three board members are Bureau of Land Management Director Neil Cornsey, Métis Arkey, who helped found the Hispanic Access Foundation, and Stacy Leeds, who is a professor of leadership at the Sandra Day O'Connor College of Law at Arizona State University. Interior Secretary Deb Haaland will name another five board members in coming months. Montana's state fiscal analysts are projecting an annual surplus of possibly $950 million thanks to the federal stimulus bills, a bump in new residents, and high inflation. The estimate is not an exact forecast. It can range between $181 million. The average of the various forecasts is $450 million. Legislative Fiscal Division Director Amy Carlson told the Revenue Interim Committee that there is, quote, no risk of cutting budgets as happened in 2017. However, the good news may not last. Part of this year's jump in revenues comes from taxpayers declaring more income than usual in anticipation of future tax hikes. That's according to Carlson. The good news is tempered by the fact that property taxes, which were expected to grow by 6.7% by the legislature when it built its biennial budget last year, are up only 4.8%. Individual income tax collections, which make up 59% of the state's nearly $3 billion general fund, are up 12.7% from 2021. Corporate income tax revenues are up 29%. The Helena Regional Airport is waiving all airport use fees for airlines currently serving Helena for the month of January. Quote, many small communities around the nation have lost significant air service over the past two years, and in recent months, Many more have seen additional service cuts, and in some cases, airlines completely exiting markets that they served for decades. That's the Airport Authority press release. Quote, we decided to take a proactive stance and offer the airlines, which operate out of Helena, some relief from paying airport use fees for the month of January 2022. Quote, we want to make sure our operations can continue without making it an unfriendly environment for the airlines. That's according to Director Jeff Wadekamper. The fees are, in essence, rent, and the waivers will be extended to Alaska, Delta, United Airlines, and their regional affiliates. They've been hit hard in the past month by COVID-19 cases, staffing shortages, and inclement weather.
Way to Camp, who said the authority estimated it would be taking about a $40,000 hit for the month of January, though he stressed that number is a shot in the dark. At the beginnings of the global COVID-19 pandemic about two years ago, Delta eliminated some of its flights from Helena to Minneapolis. The authority hopes for the restoration of that service. Wedekamper says he hopes there won't be any further cuts. According to the press release, airline traffic in Helena has been recovering from the major slump of two years ago, but remains below 2019 levels. Wedekamper says this move is unusual. While airports will occasionally offer fee waivers, it is typically done to attract new airlines, not retain old ones. Wedekamper says with the recent multi-million dollar upgrades to the terminal and tarmac, the airport is well positioned for that future growth but needs to weather the storm. A state legislative committee is considering bringing nuclear power to Montana through small modular reactors. Members of the Energy and Telecommunications Interim Committee heard from representatives from the Nuclear Energy Institute, the Idaho National Laboratory, and a research physicist from Princeton. The committee is following guidelines set by Senate Joint Resolution 3, sponsored by State Senator Terry Gautier, the Republican from Helena, to study over the legislative interim the use of small modular reactors in Montana. He says the expected closure of coal strips coal-fired plants will result in negative impacts on the community and coal-fired boilers could be replaced by an advanced nuclear reactor that would provide clean energy and good-paying jobs. Gautier says the small modular units will fit into the coal strip power plant's footprints and that turbines can be fitted for the new reactors. It is then using the remaining infrastructure to produce and distribute clean, affordable electricity safely and without carbon emissions. There may be some competition from Canada for these new plants. In 2018, the Canadian province of New Brunswick announced it would invest $10 million for a demonstration project. On December 1st of 2019, the premiers of Ontario, New Brunswick, and Saskatchewan signed a memorandum of understanding, quote, committing to collaborate on the development and deployment of innovative, versatile, and scalable nuclear reactors. They were joined by Alberta in August of 2020. COVID-19 cases are up nearly 67% from the week before, with 9,952 cases. Related hospitalizations have increased by 24%, 175 new patients a day. Last week, 35 Montanans were reported to have died from COVID-19. The readout notes that this figure captures deaths reported during the period and may include some past deaths as DPHHS is conducting a data reconciliation. From April 1st of 2021 to January 14th, unvaccinated Montanans accounted for 83% of hospitalizations 
and 78% of deaths. The median age of unvaccinated individuals who are hospitalized is 62. The median age of vaccinated individuals is 74. During the same time, the median age of unvaccinated individuals who died was 70. The median age of vaccinated individuals who died as a result of a breakthrough case was 81. The Department of Public Health and Human Services believes that Omicron is the most dominant circulating strain in the state at this time. A judge has sentenced a California man to nine months in prison for a drunken rampage in Yellowstone National Park in which he did thousands of dollars in damage to a hotel and struggled with several rangers trying to subdue him. U.S. Magistrate Judge Mark Carmen also ordered Benjamin J. Baglia of Santa Rosa, California to stay out of Yellowstone and not use alcohol for a year after his time in prison. Baglia pleaded guilty in December to three counts of assaulting, resisting, or impeding law enforcement officers and one count of damaging federal property. A ranger arrived after a call to find broken plexiglass in the hotel and Bagla threatening to fight with him. The park ranger used a taser on him and handcuffed him, according to the report of the arrest filed in federal court. Bagley had cuts on his hands. Rangers put him in an ambulance. On the drive to the hospital in Livingston, Montana, Bagley unbuckled himself and struggled with another ranger. The ranger who was driving had to stop and help control Baglia by using a taser on him again. Rangers documented other damage, including broken doors and light fixtures, totaling 2,865. Judge Carmen ordered Baglia to pay that amount in restitution. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDP webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in 46 U.S. states and Canadian provinces and countries on six continents. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.